Welcome to podcast number 34. Tonight we're going to do something different. I'm going to give the questions that I've received and provide answers to them. The first question is, are there any easy-to-use, affordable computer programs immediately available that can score stocks and help me make better decisions as to which stocks to add to my portfolio? I replied, my background includes building commercial risk score systems. After my financial advisor lost $300,000 of my life savings at age 56, I took back what remained and learned how to become a self-directed investor. To me, buying stocks was just another form of commercial risk, so I built software to help me pick stocks and manage my portfolio. Several years later, when an elderly friend got in trouble because of her six-figure loss with a financial advisor, I taught her how to invest using my software to guide her. It worked so well for her that she bugged me to write a book about how I invest. I wrote that book in 2019. It is called Income and Wealth from Self-Directed Investing. With each book, I supply the software I use for scoring the charts of high-dividend stocks in the book at no additional charge. Ebook versions of my books can be bought on Amazon for only $9.95. My expectation was that software would be used to not only pick stocks, but to work out the latest scores when monitoring your stocks. The software has allowed me to build a large seven-figure portfolio that is 300% larger than when I started and provides me with a steady, reliable dividend income. The initial book was for Canadian investors. However, I received so many requests to do the same thing on U.S. stocks from U.S. investors that I produced a new book in 2020 called Safer, Better Dividend Investing. It scores and charts out 628 high-dividend U.S. stocks traded on the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ, as well as some stocks traded on the TSX. The software can be used to score any stock traded on any exchange in the world. These books have been purchased by investors all over the world. The data used to compile the scores is universal to all public stocks. While the score is calculated out of 100 points, the highest score I have calculated is a 78. The lowest is an 8. I avoid stocks scoring under 50. In choosing the stocks, it becomes a matter of trying to acquire a high-scoring stock paying a high dividend. Many of the highest-scoring stocks are not paying the highest dividends, but they often show the highest share price gains, and often annually are increasing your dividend payments every year by as much as 10% or more. Judgment is still required for the best results, but your chances of losing money are slim to zero. For 17 years, I've lived very well off my dividend income. Even though I went through both the 2008 and 2020 market crashes, the software allows me to mathematically rate and sort stocks from the most to least desirable. According to my original objective of a 6% dividend income and a 9% annual capital growth, it has worked well for me and many others. It, of course, requires that investors be patient, disciplined, 
and careful, which is something I have no control over. The second question is, how can you possibly make a profit if the stock price has moved down in the last year? My answer, if you invest in 20 diverse, financially strong stocks paying high dividends with the intent of living off the dividend income, you do not need to pay attention to the share price. You are buying the dividend dollar return, but attached to it, you will most likely receive substantial capital gains in time. Stocks never move in a straight line up or down in value. The strange thing is, even when your portfolio hits a stock market crash and the value of your, your portfolio drops by half, 90% of the dividends will continue to be paid. This can easily be verified by looking at 20 years of share price and dividend payouts through the 2000, 2008, and 2020 market crashes. Also note how quickly such stocks recover after the crash and soar to new record heights. Why is this? Speculators control only share prices, and their activity is unpredictable. However, the profits of large corporations are controlled by the managers of the corporation. Dividends are paid out of profits. I did a study of 2,200,000 businesses in 1991 that showed that successful, strong companies have character. That is passed from one generation of executives to the next. These patterns of success are perpetuated. It takes years for a financially strong company to wind down. Depending on your jurisdiction, dividend income is taxed lightly. There is little or no capital gains tax because you only buy the stocks of companies you intend to hold for decades. This works best when you're a self-directed investor because you are not losing 1% to 3% of your portfolio's value to investment advisor fees every year whether that portfolio gains or loses. As well, you have three possible revenue streams for financially strong companies that pay high dividends. Number one, number one, rising share prices of financially strong companies. Number two, rising dividend payouts of such companies often exceed their share price increases. Number three, the regular monthly or quarterly dividend payouts. This is a safe, logical way to invest. Stock scoring software is available to help select the strongest companies paying the highest dividends. Question number three. Can you make a profit by buying a stock one day before the dividend disbursement announcement is made and selling it the next day? Usually, the share price is at its highest point just before the final cutoff date for receiving the dividend. The next day, the stock usually drops and you lose money on the share price. The amount lost could be more than what you will make on the dividend, which is paid a few weeks later. Question number four. Do you invest in speculative investment? Investing is not a game. It is not fun. 
It is managing commercial risk. Through research and logical decisions, you invest in stocks that are financially sound and have shown steady growth for years, even decades. Your intention should be to acquire a variety of strong stocks and live off their dividends forever or until their weakness becomes obvious. It is true, all businesses do eventually decline and fail, but it takes years for a large, profitable corporation to wind down. Businesses have established character that is passed down through generations of executives. I learned this after building a commercial risk database of 2,200,000 businesses in 1991. You are really investing in the people who control the profits of a public company. A quick review of historical share price and dividend payment records shows that even during market crashes, strong companies continue to pay dividends from their profits. Speculators cause market crashes, but they do not control company profits. Speculative investing is unnecessary, distracting, and irrelevant. If your objective is wealth, then the compounding rewards of investing in carefully chosen, financially strong companies. Question 5. Do the common stocks and preferred stocks issued by the same company appreciate and depreciate in unison? I did a study of about 650 stocks paying high dividends in my, for my first investment book. I found more than half of the high dividend stocks were preferred stocks. Many large corporations had several different versions of preferred stock. Usually, the preferred stocks were paying a dividend about 1% higher than the, what the company was paying on its common share dividends. Most of the preferred shares were issued at $25 a share. Out of the hundreds of preferred shares, only five showed a gain above $25, and only one of those exceeded $30. Several of the preferred shares had dropped to a value under $10. Many were under $20. Unlike a bond, you do not get your original investment into preferred share back. You get back whatever the market will pay when you sell them. There were many common shares paying much higher dividends, which also had the potential for capital gain. I was scoring all these stocks. The preferred stocks scored badly because unlike common stocks, they did not have operating margins. Many had no trades in a day or maybe a few thousand. Stock analysts did not analyze them or recommend them, probably because they are of little interest to speculators who are looking for capital gain. I have excluded preferred shares from charts in my subsequent books. While they may have preference in a bankruptcy over common shares, it has been my experience that after the secured and unsecured creditors are paid in a bankruptcy of a public company, there's nothing left over preferred shareholders. I would be interested in learning of any case where a preferred shareholder got some form of compensation for their shares after a bankruptcy. I could not find anyone. The fact that the company might call the preferred shares and reissue them at a lower rate if interest rates should drop does not make them 
a safe, attractive investment. Question number six. Have you ever been burned by entrusting your money to an investment advisor? A financial advisor put my life savings into mutual funds in 1996. By 2000, the mutual funds had lost $300,000. It changed my life. I took back what was left, became a self-directed investor, and vowed to never let anyone ever touch my money but me. Because I had a background in commercial risk systems, I treated investing in stocks as just another commercial risk. I built software to let me sort any stock by mathematical score out of 100. I avoid stocks scoring less than 50. I then invested in 20 financially strong companies paying high dividends. 20 years later, the portfolio is 300% greater than when I started, despite paying me a six-figure investment income for 17 years. I came to realize that investment advisors know little about picking financially strong companies paying good dividends. They buy into the myths that you only withdraw 4% of your portfolio every year to live on. Another myth they seem to believe is that companies that pay dividends do it because they are weak with little potential for capital gain. Many of my dividend stocks have more than tripled in value. They also believe in the diversity myth that investing in an index fund of mutual funds holding hundreds of stocks is a good thing. I know from scoring thousands of stocks that any mutual fund with hundreds of stocks in it is holding mostly poor scoring stocks. Out of 16,001 stocks traded in North America, there are only about 100 I would consider adding in my portfolio. Diversity would only make sense if you were too lazy to score the stocks and weed out the weak ones. Question number seven. Could a stock market cash be prevented if influential people urge investors not to sell their stocks. A stock cannot be sold unless someone is willing to buy the stock. The stock market is an auction vehicle, not a supermarket. The seller's price drops until a buyer sees a price bid low enough to give them an incentive to buy it. This is why it is called a free market. Everything is geared to stop anyone from interfering in this open exchange. Those who lose are generally speculators who buy stocks when they think the prices are low and sell when the prices are high. It is impossible to accurately predict when prices will rise and fall. The vast majority of speculators lose money investing in the stock market. Question number eight. Why do companies buy back shares? To get the managers to focus on share prices, you will get some board of directors granting millions of stock options to the executives. Unfortunately, this can backfire as the chief executive officer, who is the biggest recipient of the stock options, if he sees that the stock option bonuses will be worthless unless he can get the share price up, he can take the profits and buy back shares in the company instead of paying them out in dividends to the shareholders. The increased share purchasing causes the share prices to increase. Thus, 
while the executives now get their stock option bonuses that may make up two-thirds of their income, they deprive shareholders of dividend income that shareholders may have more wisely invested. It can also result in a failure to invest in technology to keep the company ahead of their competitors. There was a reason from the 1930s to the 1980s share buybacks were illegal. It is a form of stock manipulation, and stock manipulation is supposed to be forbidden. Value investors who buy stocks with the intention of holding the stocks forever know that financially strong companies paying high dividends continue to pay those dividends through market crashes and recessions. Such investors live off dividends, not off capital gains of buying and selling stocks. The rise and fall of share prices are only of passing interest and relevance to value investors. It is interesting to look at the historical record of share prices and dividend payouts. You can see how the price of financially strong companies can drop 50% in a crash while their dividends continue to be paid, even increase. In a few years, such shocks rebound to new highs. That's it for tonight, folks. I'll be talking to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Dot com.